My name's Levi. I'm one of the pastors here on the team. And it's, it's good to be with you guys tonight. Uh, I <laughs> love you. I'm so excited. So excited about this part of our uh, time tonight. This is, this is the part in our time together where we always take some time to look at God word, God's word. The reason we do that is we believe that God speaks to us. Uh, that God spoke to us through his word, and that God speaks to us through his word. And so we don't uh, always look at the Bible just because it's awesome, but we, every week we look at the Bible because we want God to speak to us, because we want to hear from God himself. And so uh, would you guys believe with me tonight that God's going to speak to us as a community? Does that sound all right? I think it sounds good. <laughs> um, Hey, uh, we're continuing in a series that we've been in this semester called Kingdom Now. When, when I'm with 678, I always say, Kingdom what? And they're like, Kingdom Now. But I do it like four times, and, the, and they're, they're over it by now. But it's fun. Um, they're middle schoolers. Uh, <laughs> the, we're, we're, we've been going through the gospel of Luke, and what we've been seeing is that God sent Jesus, his son, to be the king to be king of the world. And as Jesus came and was king, he brought with him a kingdom. He brought with him the way that God does things. And so we've been going through Luke because every verse, every chapter, it shows us what God is like and what God's way of doing things is like. And, and, and it gives us the opportunity to say, is this the kind of God that I want to serve? Is this the kind of God that I want to follow? And uh, I want to encourage you, it's not too late to jump into the reading plan. It will be too late soon, uh, but it's not too late now. Uh, we just finished this week reading chapters 18 through 20 through Luke. Really want to encourage you, it's less than a chapter a day. It's a great way to come into contact with God's word. Remember, we, when we come into contact with God's word, we come into contact with God's voice. And so we, that's why we're encouraging you guys to do it every day because then you, you know, hear from God every day. And that's a good thing to do as a follower of him. So it's not too late. Grab one of those reading plans uh, if you want. Uh, today we are going to look at just a short story from Luke chapter 18. And um, I really believe that God's going to speak to us. And so I'm going to read this verse right now. As I read it, would you just kind of be in a prayerful space? Not just, oh, he's reading verses again. But like, Tune your spirit to listen to God's word because he's speaking even now. Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way, they're like at the front of Jesus' little entourage, they rebuked him. They told him to be quiet. Like, stop that. Stop that. Don't bother Jesus. But the blind man shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stopped, and he ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when the, all the people saw it, they also praised God. He was a blind man. Now he's a worship leader. Come on. Hey, see you, students. Uh, I really believe that God has something to say to us tonight. Would you, would you pray with me 
and, and tune our hearts to receive what he has to say. Let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you're the kind of God that stops for the forgotten and gives sight to those who can't see. God, I know at certain times in my life, I've felt like I've been forgotten. And I know, I'm sure everyone in this room has felt that way. And God, before we, know, we knew you or before we know you, we truly are spiritually blind, and we need you to open our eyes. So God, I pray tonight, would you again stop for the forgotten, and would you open the eyes of the blind? Would you speak to us tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. CA students, uh, as we've been doing in this series, I just want to draw out two truths from this passage tonight. And it's really based around how this blind man interacted with Jesus. And so the first point I want to draw out, if you're taking notes, you can write it down, is this. Faith comes before sight. Faith comes before sight. In this story, very literally, right? But faith comes before sight. I like to think what this blind man kind of knew about the situation, right? He was just begging at the side of the road and just doing his daily thing, hoping people will take pity on him so that he can survive, right? And then here comes this kind of noisy crowd, right? So he asks them, like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth is coming. And in a moment, he thinks, this is my chance. Because he's heard stories of this man named Jesus. He's a teacher, but he's not just a teacher. He's, he moves in the power and authority of God. And, he, and he, the power of God through him does signs and wonders. And most of all, he's a healer. And so he's thinking, that Jesus? That Jesus is coming? This is, this is my chance. He's like, don't know where he is. Son of David, have mercy on me. And he calls out. He's desperate. This is, this is my shot that I might be able to be healed again. And here's the thing. Here's what he didn't know. He didn't know that what if Jesus would stop for him, and he didn't know even if Jesus did stop for him, if he would be willing to heal him. All he knew was that Jesus was on his way. All he knew was that Jesus was on his way. And he calls out in faith, Son of David, have mercy on me. This idea of faith, CA students, this is the lifeblood of following Jesus, right? Jesus, in in Colossians, he's called the the image of the invisible God. And so throughout all of history, you know, people had communicated with and heard from God. But then when Jesus came on the scene, we're like, oh, that's what God is like, right? But then after Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, now he's back at the right hand of the Father, right? And so for people like me and other people like, that, like me that follow Jesus, many of you in this room, we, we live believing in a God we can't see, right? I'm sure many of you have come to terms with that before tonight, right? But the whole essence of the Christian faith is I believe even though I can't see, right? And, and in fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, we live by faith, not by sight, And what that means, CA students, is I believe there is more happening in this world than what I can see. I believe that God is up to more than I can always discern in a moment. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 agrees with this, giving a definition of faith. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance 
about what we do not see. So all of following Jesus is an invitation to live a certain way even though we can't always see the one we're following. It's, it's the invitation to live a certain way. Here's the thing. It's not just that you believe someone you can't see. It's following someone that you believe one day you will see. Right? We walk by faith until faith becomes sight. We walk by faith until faith becomes sight. I love what Mark says in chapter 11 of the gospel he wrote. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. It says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it, and it will be yours. Does that sound backwards to anyone else? I, I, you know, our world says, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. The kingdom of God says, I'll see it when I believe it. When, when I have faith for something, and I'm willing to walk in faith towards it, even though I can't see all the details, that's how I'm going to see it. That's how one day I will experience it. I think this might be a helpful way to understand faith. It's believing something you hear before you see, right? Believing something you hear before you see. But we believe something before we see it until we see it. The point is not to always be in this eternal limbo of not seeing something. It's to believe it so that one day we will experience it and access it, right? And can I just say really quick, this is the nature of the kingdom of God. See you, students. You ready? Here's a really quick, really brief theology lesson. You guys are going to like this one, right? The kingdom of God. We believe that Jesus' kingdom, he's coming back one day, and his kingdom will reign in fullness. And this is what that entails, that all sickness and pain will be healed. Every injustice and wrong will be set right. All evil and darkness will be permanently eradicated. The dead will be resurrected unto life. The fullness of joy and peace will reign in every heart. And the presence of God himself will suffuse all of creation. And so the kingdom of God, what happens is when people in the present live in faith, the future invades the present. So when I pray for someone to be healed, they're currently experiencing sickness. When God supernaturally heals them, what's happening is the future is coming and invading the present. That's the very essence, the very nature of the kingdom of God. When God looks at you and he says, you've been made fully righteous in my sight, what he's doing is he's looking at you as you will be, fully perfected and finished, and he's applying that to you right now. This, this is the essence, the nature of the kingdom of God. It looks towards the future with faith. It conquers the presence with the future, with the weapon of faith. And can I just say, this is, what, this is the work of God. This is what God does. He's constantly at work, inviting the, his, his future victory into your present. That's what he does. And faith helps us to look forward into that. Can I just add as a freebie, the enemy does the opposite. He tries to get you to remember the past. Right? He says, hey, remember your addiction? Remember that failure? Remember that failure? Remember when you weren't enough? He tries to pull you back and back and bring the past back into the present, and his weapon is shame. God does the opposite. He, he tries to bring the future into the present, and his weapon is faith. See, students, the present is a battleground between your past 
and your future? Will you choose to fight with faith and believe that God is bringing that future into your present reality? That's the nature of what we live in. Your present is battle. It's warfare between the enemy who wants to destroy your soul and the God who wants to save it. The enemy is constantly trying to bring your past failure into your present, and God's trying to bring his future victory into your present. You can't agree with both, CA students. Every time the enemy reminds you of your past, you go ahead and remind him of his future. How about we do that? And go ahead and remind him of your future too. And it's not because you're all so exciting and impressive. It's because we're relying on the victory of our God that is in the future breaking into our present reality. Now, here's the thing. The way that that happens, remember, it's in the future, right? And so all we can do is look at Jesus and say, I'm going to walk towards this man in faith. And I'm going to believe that through my faith, through my simple obedience and prayers, that he's going to release the future into the present. That's what he is all about. Now, here, here's the thing. What I'm not saying when I say that faith comes before sight, what I'm not saying is that you should blindly believe anything, right? You should only have faith in something that is reasonable, that you have a good reason to have faith in it, right? And can I just say that we have extremely reasonable grounds to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in fact, it's so reasonable that the last series we're going to do this school year, kind of going into the summer, uh, is it's just going to be a whole series on why is it reasonable? Why are there good reasons to believe that Jesus really is who he says he is? What is the evidence that scripture is true and that this God is real? Here's the thing, CA students. I've experienced God as totally trustworthy, and so I'm going to continue to interact with him that way until he gives me a reason to otherwise. And a little spoiler alert, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so he, I, I will never have a reason to not trust my God because he is always faithful to me. So faith is going to come before sight. The second point I want to draw out is this. Faith is not about seeing nothing it's about being able to see the most important thing. Faith is not about seeing nothing. It's about being able to see the most important thing. I love this blind man. He couldn't even see Jesus. He couldn't see how Jesus was going to respond, but he could see who Jesus was. He knew that Je the son of David was on his way. Not, not everyone realized that Jesus was king, but that's exactly the title that this blind man gave Jesus the son of David, the kingly line, right? It's kind of like, I think of it as, like, have you ever worn a bandana, like, blindfolded? Here's the real, here's the real question. You're in, you're in church, you can confess. Have you ever, like, at a kid's party or something, you've been blindfolded, but you could kind of see out the top? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you can kind of see just a little bit. Anyone with me? You can confess, you know? Here's the thing. I think that's a lot like our walk with faith. I don't see many details at all, but I can see Jesus up there. <laughs> I, I don't know how these people are going to respond, but I know Jesus is right there. I, do, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know why this prayer didn't get answered this time. I don't know what's happening here, but Jesus is right there, and I'm walking that way. CA students, you might not be able to see everything, but if you choose, you can see the most important thing. You can choose to see our God that is faithfully leading you. Here's the thing. The Bible says that faith 
comes from hearing the word of God. So maybe you're thinking like, ah, I just don't really have much faith. And, and I just want to humbly offer, I'm not accusing, but maybe it's because you don't know God's word. You know, and so what, is, what does God's word have to say? One of the things God's word has to say is that the harvest is ripe. That there are, there are people at our schools in our lives that are ready to respond to Jesus. And so, it, it, I don't know, it might not seem that way on my campus, but Jesus said it. So I'm going to live my life inviting people to experience Jesus and believe in faith that there are people who will respond to that invitation. Jesus said that everything that happens, the good thing and the bad things, will be worked for the good of those who love him in Romans 8. And so you might be thinking, like, I have no idea how this situation could ever be redeemed. But Jesus said it. So I'm going to live my life awaiting the redemption of this moment. The Bible says in James 5, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. You might be thinking, man, it doesn't seem that way right now with my prayers. But Jesus said it. So I will keep on praying, believing that God wants to partner with me through my prayers. Here's something that Jesus said in John chapter 14. He says, you will do the things I will do and even greater things. That's awkward. I don't, can I, can I be honest? That promise scares me. Like, I don't, I don't know how to process that. I don't know how to live into that. But Jesus said it. And so I'm committed to living my life, testing the borders of my faith to see just maybe if God will do what he said in my life. See, students, I'm so captured by how Jesus addressed the blind man. He said, what do you want? And, and can, can, we be, can we just think about it for a second? Like, Jesus knows what he wanted, right? He was blind. He was begging on the side of the road. He was brought to Jesus because he couldn't see. And Jesus asked him, what do you want? Can I clarify something? Jesus was not just asking an obvious question. He was giving this man an opportunity to make a bold ask in faith. He was giving this man an opportunity to say, I have faith. Would you heal me in this moment? And I can almost see Jesus just after he asked that, what do you want? I can almost just see Jesus on the inside thing. Just ask it. Come on. Come on. Just ask it. Like, I'm ready to release heaven into your life right now. Just ask it. Would you make that big ask in my life right now? I just see Jesus ready to go, giving giving him the opportunity so that Jesus could prove himself faithful. See, students, if Jesus answered every prayer you were praying right now, what would happen? Would it be limited to your food being blessed and you having a good day? Or would people find salvation? Would sickness and disease be healed? Would injustices be set right? Would addictions be broken and would relationships be restored? Jesus is asking us right now, what do you want? And he's not just asking the obvious. He's giving you an opportunity to make a bold request in faith. To ask for something that you don't see yet because faith comes before sight. To live believing that just because I don't see it now doesn't mean I will never see it. See, students, tell Jesus what you want in faith. God, I want this friend to come to know you. God, I want to be free of this addiction. God, I want to see this relationship restored. So, see, students, how do we live this out? How do we step into this kind of faith? I have two really simple 
application steps that you'll need to take and internalize, right? And so here are the two applications. Step out in faith if you haven't, and keep going in faith if you have. Step out in faith if you haven't, and keep going in faith if you have. I love, the, I love this story. The, the blind man, he calls out, says, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what happens to him? People are like, shh, shh, stop, stop, don't bother Jesus. Don't bother Jesus, right? What if he was just like, oh, God closed the door on that opportunity. It must not be his will. No, people closed the door on that opportunity. God was ready to release a miracle. If this was the way that God operated, then the Israelites should have stopped walking around Jericho by at least day three, right? Elijah should have stopped praying for the famine to end. Job should have, in the words of his wife, cursed God and died, right? Like that, that's what should have happened. See, students, if your only process of discernment for God's will is if the opportunity opens up, you're going to miss out on a lot of times when God wants you to kick the door down. You also need to ask, what has God said in his word? And what am I going to live my life for, regardless of whether or not people give me the opportunity to step into that? I love what the blind man does. When people shush him, you know what he does? He calls out louder, son of David, have mercy on me. CA students, maybe it's not that it's not God's will to do that thing. Maybe it's that there's opposition to God's will in the physical or in the spiritual realm, and it's going to take some perseverance to see God's will made manifest on earth. Israel kept marching, and they saw Jericho's walls fall. Elijah kept praying, and he saw the rains come. Job believed and held fast to the belief that God is good, and he was restored. CA students, it's easy to be full of faith in a moment, whether you're at Fall Retreat or Hume or just here on a Wednesday night. It's easy to be full of faith and excited about what God's going to do. It's impressive to be full of faith until faith becomes sight. You know what Galatians 6 says? We will reap a harvest if we do not give up at just the right time. Can I be honest? Most of the time, perseverance is not just hard, it's boring. It looks like doing a lot of the same thing for a long time. It looks like what I like to call the montage effect. I think this makes it hard for us. Have you guys seen Mulan? Good. If you haven't, see it. Uh, here's the thing. You guys know what a montage is in a movie. But, like, they come to camp. They were all recruited into the war. And they all suck at being soldiers, right? They're all terrible. They're, like, kicking each other, knocking over the rice, all that stuff, Right? And then what happens? You must be swift as a coursing river with all the force of a great typhoon with all the strength of a raging fire mysterious as the dark side of the moon. And then they're awesome soldiers. What? Like, like if, we, if we didn't if we didn't take that movie scene by scene, if we actually, like, played out all the events in the time they would have taken, that would have been so long. We would have gotten bored and stopped watching the movie. Here's my question. Would you get bored and stop praying before you're the warrior God designed you to be? 
we're so used in our, in our culture, in the entertainment we watch, all the hard, boring, long parts, all the journey, all the training. Watch Rocky. That's a great montage, right? All the journey, all the training, all the boring, hard parts get skipped over with a cool song to make us feel good about it, and then we get the end product like a microwave. Can I tell you, CA students, that's not how it works in real life. God is wondering if he can find some faithful people to be faithful, to hold on to faith until faith becomes sight. You see, I don't think the biggest enemy of your generation is difficulty. I think you guys can handle hard things. I think the biggest enemy of your generation is boredom. Will you be able to persevere? Will you keep praying when a notification goes off on your phone and something more exciting comes up? Will you commit to being at church with the people of God, lifting high the name of God and being poured into, or will you wait until the next best invitation comes up? It's real quiet. Are we, are we willing to do the boring, faithful things so that one day we will see the victory, so that one day we will see faith made sight? Can I tell you firsthand it's really easy to get fired up about praying for a friend that you love dearly to come to know Jesus. And it can be really boring to actually do that praying day after day after day when you don't see any growth for years. Can I tell you, CA students, that I've been there? Can I tell you, CA students, that I am there? Why is this taking so long? But faith comes before sight. And I'm committed to becoming a person who walks by faith until faith becomes sight. And, and see, students, I want to be clear. What I'm not saying is everything you pray for every time is going to happen right away. Right? We, the, the kingdom of God is not yet here fully. It's here truly, but it's not yet here fully. We don't believe that God does everything every time. Right? But on the other hand... I don't want to swing so far in the other direction and think that God's going to do nothing every time, right? It's a spectrum, and we generally make the mistake of being on the side where we think God won't move, so we don't pray. So let's swing towards the center, right? Let's believe that God does something every time, and sometimes he does everything. This is the life that God is inviting us to live. Aiden, if you want to join me, we'll wrap up in a sec. You see, I'd rather step out in faith and prayer on earth and not see something happen than get to heaven and have God ask me, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you keep praying? Why didn't you lean in with perseverance? So, CA students, the, the question for this is simple. It's, it's twofold. It, what is it that you need to step out in faith for? God, I want this friend to come to know you. God, I want to be free of this addiction. God, I want to see this relationship restored. Maybe it's, God, I want to hear your voice. Maybe it's, God, I, I want to see your face. I want to see you transform my family. What is it that you need to step out in obedience and prayer, in faith to see God move? And if you have been stepping out in faith, can I just say well done? 
As your pastor, I am deeply proud of you. And I know many of your stories, and I know many of you are stepping out in faith. And I am very, very proud. And keep going. It seems like no one at my school wants to know Jesus. I know. Keep going. It seems like no one I pray for is ever healed. Like, ah, I know. Me too sometimes. And keep going. It seems like I can't beat this addiction. I know. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep holding on to faith until faith becomes sight. You might not see all the details ahead of time. You might not know where you're going in the journey. But as long as you're walking towards Jesus, that future is going to become your present. That is what we're walking towards. CA students, I don't wonder if it's God's will to heal people. God will heal people, whether on this side of eternity or the, or the next. You know, it's, I'm not wondering some of these things. I'm just wondering when it's going to happen. And if God will use my life to speed up that timetable, to let the future invade the present, then so be it. May, when I get to heaven, I want it to be said of me that I gave God every opportunity to use my life. It's not just that, I'm giving, that God's giving us opportunities. Are you giving God opportunities to work through your life, CA students? Can you imagine how our lives would be different if we lived with this kind of faith? If that future kingdom of God invaded your present, what is it for you? Is it a relationship that needs to be healed? Physical healing that needs to happen People in your family, friends that need to see Jesus, can you imagine? It just might be your faith, CA students, your perseverance that lets the future break into the present. Let the power of God come and be made manifest in our world. Don't, whatever you're thinking of right now, don't leave and let it just be a good idea you had on Wednesday night. But take a bold step of faith. Take a bold step of faith. And if you are taking bold steps of faith, don't quit. I'm so proud of you. And let's keep doing it together. Did you know that's one of the main reasons why we, why we gather every week? So that we can encourage each other to keep doing the thing. Right? And so, CA students, keep coming here. Keep encouraging each other. Because I need your encouragement to keep doing the thing, and you need mine. And, and, and you need others in this room 